Welcome into the Snapped Podcast. My name is Tyler Kluber, and I'm a former Division I athlete turned entrepreneur. I run my own fitness and nutrition coaching business, as well as a sports media brand that produces podcasts, sells merchandise, and creates exclusive paid content. The fun part is I don't really know what I'm doing as a business owner. I'm just figuring it out day by day. This show, Snapped, acts as an audio journal for my thoughts and ideas on fitness, health, business, mindset, and whatever else I find important on the pursuit to personal happiness and a balanced life. I hope you can take something from the show that makes your life a little bit better. And regardless, I'm just happy you're here. Let's have a day. Let's go. We are back, baby. Let's go. It's kind of how I'm feeling too, just generally in life right now. And today's episode is going to be a little bit about that. I, we are in week two of daycare. Wife, first day of school teaching with kids starts today. So we are officially fully into, in our household, the fall swing, which means for me, and we kind of talked about this last week or the week before, I think, means for me, uh, I'm in a work routine that I have not been able to be in. I could have been in it if I wanted to, but uh, I really have no other choice at this point. There's no reason not to be. For the first time in basically eight months since uh, since the daughter was born. So um, I love that. When the wife and kid are home, I like to give them attention. It's hard to work. Even if my wife is like, hey, I've got the kid. Go do whatever work you need to do still distracted. I know they're right upstairs and I know that I could just go play with my daughter and hang out with the fam. And we're uh, finally into a spot where they have their own things going on. We got daycare. We got my wife's career. I can settle in. That is coinciding with me potentially. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to talk about this. Potentially figuring out some back issues. Um, which is going to be part of today's episode. Today's episode doesn't have a single focus, although the title may have uh, led you astray in thinking that because titles need to be uh, uh, air on the side of clickbaitiness without being t- without lying or anything to get you to click. We're going to go over just sort of some accumulated things that I've been doing recently that are within the health, fitness, personal development space that are tips, tricks, hacks, ways of making things easier, things that have made my life easier uh, or better or enhanced in the last month or two months. So the first one, and remember to, uh, by the way, remember to listen on Spotify. If you're not listening on Spotify, I hate you. Close down your Apple Podcast app, go to Spotify, open up the podcast, subscribe, leave a review, rating, all that good stuff. The first one here is, uh, and I've, I've talked about this before, on, and I probably will again, but I think now that I'm getting back into work, the physical body uh, brain break, as I like to call it, is so important and something that I really value. Um, what is a brain break? It's essentially like a recess at school, right? And, you know, I think anyone with kids would be able to uh, attest. You have them doing something where they need to sit and focus for too long. And eventually that kid's energy is going to get built up to where they need to 
they need to go run it off. I think us as as humans are that way. I don't think that goes away when we become adults. I believe that this could be a strong statement and maybe a series of other podcasts. I believe that a lot of people's troubles with health stem from bad sleep. I'm talking both nutritionally uh, or, or at least we can, we can back it up to sleep as being a large component of why people are making excuses or why people have reasons to not eat well, reasons to not work out uh, because they are tired in the morning, during the day, their energy is low because they um, uh, nutritionally, diet-wise, sleep is one of the most important periods of time during your 24-hour cycle to uh, regulate uh, insulin sensitivity, use the food that you've put in your body as fuel correctly, repair processes using protein, fats, and then with the insulin sensitivity correctly sort of uh, managing the carbs that you intake. And we need seven plus hours. Really, we we probably need eight hours of sleep. And uh, fortunately for me, the kid's been an incredible sleeper. So even through this new parenting experience, I've been able to pretty much maintain Definitely seven plus hours of sleep every night, but even closer to eight. And right now, you know, we're falling asleep about 930 and we're waking up about 530 to six o'clock. So we're right in that sweet spot. And I'm just like blown away by when you're consistent with that, even for someone like me, who's a health nut and is aware of all this stuff. Like I'm hyper aware. It's, it's on my conscious brain all the time. How, when you are consistent with that shit, and there's going to be some themes here with being consistent. It is wild what that does for you. It's wild what it does for the kid. Right now, the kid, you know, kids obviously need more sleep. The kid's probably sleeping, oh gosh, somewhere between like 14 and 16 hours a day right now, if you include naps. And when the kid gets naps and has a great night of sleep, like last night, slept from 7.30 to 6.30 in the morning, happy as shit. They're great. She's great. She's ready to rip. And so are we, I think, and this isn't fully true, but I think that a lot more people wouldn't consider themselves not a morning person if they were just getting the correct sleep and rest at night that they should be. You're not a morning person because you slept for five and a half hours and the sleep that you did get was ass. It wasn't quality. Uh, so, so where am I going with this? I think that, where am I going with this? What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, this is going all the way back to brain breaks. Anyway, I think that part of the way that we can prepare ourselves, prepare our body to rest properly, to want to fall asleep at night, to want to get that rest and recovery and not stay up on your phone till 10, 11, midnight is to exhaust ourselves properly during the day. So now we've gone back another layer. And I think that one way we can do this is brain breaks. Little, and they're not like 20, 25 minute recesses like the kids get at school. They're adult recesses where for five minutes on every hour, you stand up, 
you go up and down the stairs, you move the blood around, you do a couple push-ups, you do a couple squats, you take a step outside, and you just you 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 uh, disconnect from whatever you are working on, right? And you're like, well, fuck, I I, mean, I need to be working. You know, five minutes an hour, three to five minutes an hour. That builds up to on an eight or nine hour workday. If you're, you know, if if you're, I don't want to say unfortunately, but if you are, uh, you know, if you're stuck doing a long workday, nine plus hours, that builds up to a half hour to potentially 45 minutes a day, all interspersed where you can stand up, stretch, kind of goes along with uh, if for anyone who wears an Apple watch, the stand hour, right? They're trying to get you to stand for uh, a minute consecutively and move around every hour. There's a reason that's a goal because it's really important to do that. And I think that this is the entry level, a base way to sort of periodically throughout the day, move a little bit, increase your movement, increase your daily activity to a point where, okay, by the time five, six, seven PM rolls around, our body has, you've used the energy. Our body wants to use the battery that's, that's charged, right? And if we don't use it in our case, um, it, it, that, that energy is going to be used somewhere. So now you're laying in bed, not tired, but your wake up time doesn't change because you're on a schedule. And so now you're not actually tired until 1130, but you got to wake up at six. Now you just got six and a half hours of sleep. Realistically, you probably got of actual sleep six hours or less because you're restless in the middle of the night. We wake up when we don't know it. Now you're tired the next day. And that's a really, really vicious cycle. It's the sleep cycle and, and getting deep into the, um, I'm I'm not tired, so I don't go to bed, but I wake up and I'm now I'm really tired. Now my day sucks. And so because my day sucks, I want to enjoy myself at least a little bit today. So I stay up later when I have time and now I'm more tired the next. It just becomes a very vicious cycle, not only on your energy and your mood, but again, on your body's ability to process the fuel correctly, the food that you're putting in it, trying to get any exercise in during that time. Sleep is a, is a crazy thing. So brain breaks aren't going to fix all that but there's something that can help contribute. So I would say this is something that I've re-implemented. I was really bad about it during the summer where I'm not really, uh, you know, down here in the office working a whole lot. Um, fortunately I was a little bit more naturally active, just rolling around with the kid or going on walks with the fam or whatever. But now every hour on the hour, and sometimes I even do it every half hour for just a minute or two, we pop out a set of pushups, go up and down the stairs, jump the heart rate quick, and move. Another way to do that is a standing desk. That almost implements like the the permanent brain break. It like adds that physical element to it where you're not just stuck in the desk all, desk all day, but that's a whole nother episode. So brain breaks, something we're putting back into the uh, the, the routine. Uh, by the way, push-ups are an unbelievable movement if you do enough of them and you build your volume for not only the shape of your chest, and we're going to get real um, vein here, but, uh, they increase your actual strength more than you would imagine. So the shape of my chest, for those watching the YouTube, get a nice peck shot here, um, has obviously decreasing body fat is going to reveal the shape of your pec muscles. That's how we're going to reveal the actual muscles, abs, biceps, uh, 
whatever muscles you want to see. Losing fat is the most important, but obviously we can shape those muscles as well. We can build them up to be big when we do take the fat off to reveal them. Push-ups, and I did this back in 2015 as well. The, the, the two times that my bench, my bench has gone up the most and my chest has looked the best has been when I consistently do 150 to 200 push-ups a day. Back in 2015, when I was playing for Iowa football, uh, my roommate and I decided that every night we were going to do like some body weight, extra body weight movements. We called it the year of the hard bod. Now that I think of it, it's funny that I, that, I mean, we were like totally bought in anyway. Uh, we had a pull up bar in our garage. We did pull-ups, push-ups and sit-ups. I think like a hundred, a hundred a night pull-ups was last like 50 pull-ups a night. Um, every day of 2015, that was the year that I set the bench record and my all-time PR of 370 um, during my football career. So, and I looked back and I didn't realize that it was a lot, a lot of it was because of the, the stamina and the strength I built just through doing a bunch of pushups. I was working that muscle more than I ever had before. And now again, eight years later, I'm seeing the same stuff. My chest is filling out in a way that is very aesthetically, uh, Jesus Christ, appealing, pleasing, appealing to myself. Like I love the way it looks. And though I haven't been doing a ton of bench um, other than about once a week in the gym, I bet if I went to max right now, I would be, uh, I would probably hit the highest number I've hit in a while. So 25 pushups every hour on the hour can do some wondrous things for you. All right. Number two of things that, uh, kind of things that I'm bringing back into the routine right now. And this one's been a three month thing. So yesterday, uh, and Ryan's probably listening to this. Um, I went and got, uh, I call it my back appointment. Cause right now it's mostly focused on my back, but, uh, I went to my performance PT is what I call my man, uh, Ryan Domeyer, uh, out of, I don't know, where's the, uh, where's that gym? Is it in Clive? He runs his own business. It's in Urbandale, Iowa. It's out of CrossFit Des Moines. Um, and it's, his business is Rev Health and Wellness. And he's a, he's a physical therapist. Um, but he's more than a physical therapist. Like he knows more than your average, like, uh, like your PT. I don't know if he specifically, I actually, let me just fucking read. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what it is. On his website, it says family-owned performance physical therapy. So he's focusing mostly on athletes. Me. I'm an athlete. This is my third session with Ryan. We started in June, had one in July, and now now one in August. We're doing like one session a month. And it's an investment, right? I'm this is a like insurance doesn't cover this. I am paying for this out of pocket to go and see. And for someone with his skill set and his uh, his knowledge and, and what he can do for me um, through a variety of things, not only just giving me movements and sort of the um, the idea path of hey, here's where it's looking like the issue is, and here's how we fix that with certain movements and and physical therapy elements, but also stuff like uh, I don't even know what you would call it. He puts like needles in my back and then hooks stem to it. And it makes me sweat like a motherfucker and I hate needles, but it opens my back up like a, like crazy. Um, before this, I went to him like a year, 
or a little over a year ago um, when I was having some knee issues and he uh, did some scraping, like some uh, muscle scraping on my quad and that opened it up like a motherfucker. Like this, Ryan's great. He's unbelievable. Um, it's well worth the money. And every time I go, I'm like, oh, I'm a new person. And yesterday, even though I've been saying this for like two months now, I think we actually kind of pinpointed an area where my back issues are lingering from still. And I feel really good about the couple movements that we decided to kind of work into the, the daily program. And uh, it's a day-by-day process, like working working with him every month and then going back for, you know, another four, four to five weeks and like hitting the daily stuff. We are working the problem and we continue to work the problem every single day and it's worth it. Right. So investing in yourself, whether that's massage or uh, a PT session like this, or a chiropractor, I, if you're an athlete or someone who works out a bunch, um, I think taking care of your body in this way as well, having other people and external help, uh, I think it's I think it's really important. And, I, and I've seen the value in it over the last three months for sure. Um, and this is something that I'm going to continue to do. Uh, and I'll probably get and Ryan, as you're listening, I'm probably going to get hurt more. So you know, I'll be I'll be there. I'll be there. Invest in yourself. That was number two for today. Number three. Uh, Dark chocolate, dark chocolate. So I've been doing this thing. You're going to hear about it in a second where I've been increasing my calories. Um, I'm trying to gain weight after I got hurt. I lost probably six or seven pounds. Um, a lot of which was probably muscle, unfortunately, uh, over the course of not working out and lifting any weights for over two months. Um, now that I'm on the process of trying to build back up my weight, you need to eat calories to do so. Um, when you eat pretty clean, like I do, increasing your calories, especially when you're tracking in conjunction with your weight and it's not really going anywhere, is tough. Like I'm up, I'm upwards of like almost four thousand calories now again uh, every day. And when you're eating chicken and rice and turkey and eggs uh, and stuff that doesn't have a ton of calories, you got to find some ways to to get those calories in. I take that as an opportunity to then work in foods on a daily basis that I enjoy and feel like an indulgement to me. Um, Why not? Why wouldn't you? If you can kill two birds with one stone, one of those birds being uh, getting to indulge in foods that feel like you're cheating, feel like you're eating dessert. I mean, you are eating dessert in this case, um, but they're also adding to your calorie count to help you get to a certain number, which I understand not everybody's in this, uh, position. A lot of people are trying to cut calories, but if you are, um, or even if you aren't and you can find a way to eat clean where you can add in a one to 300 calorie snack like this every day, that's not going to just completely blow you off the rails of your diet goals. I think it's really valuable because oftentimes we binge on foods that are bad for us, desserts or whatever, because we are holding back the urge of like, oh, I haven't had this in forever. I don't know when I'm going to get it again. Your body tricks you and your mind says, ah, we have to eat this right now because this is a special moment. I don't know when we're going to get to eat the, uh, the cake again or the cookies. When in reality, our lives are set up to where you could have fucking cake or cookies or ice cream whenever you want. Um, but every time you singularly go to eat it, 
your body's going to trick you and say, we need this now because you know it tastes so good and you're not sure when you're going to get that again. I kind of block that off and kind of blunt that that uh, psychological fallacy that your mind is playing tricks on you with by trying to do a daily dessert, a daily treat. Um, one of those is I'm now eating like two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a day. Uh, and those feel like dessert to me, but dark chocolate. I'm a huge dark chocolate guy. Ghirardelli dark chocolate squares. Two or three equal about 120 to 180 calories. There's a couple different varieties. There's a milk, uh, there's a dark chocolate with caramel, a sea salt almond, and then like a 72% dark. It's, it's like a variety bag. And so I've added dark chocolate in at night. It's an extra 200 calories. It checks the box for my satiety and my, my uh, hunger signals of like, hey, we got dessert, but it's only 200 calories. And it makes me, and you know, it makes me satisfied. Um, dark chocolate also has some health benefit. I'm pretty sure. I don't think it's going to be what, you know, what takes you over the top and gets you abs, but I think there's some good, actually some redeeming qualities about dark chocolate. Um, number four is, uh, making sure in your life to do stuff that you enjoy, find time for your hobbies. I don't have a lot of hobbies. I have a, I have a couple ho- outside of family and outside of, um, I, I mean, for me, working out is a hobby. So let's count it as one. But outside of that and family, spending time with family, I do not have a lot of hobbies. I like watching YouTube videos and being sort of immersed in the different worlds of, uh, you know, sectors of life that I enjoy. Um, on YouTube, video gaming and um, other things. But other than YouTube, I don't really have a hobby until now. And it's disc golf, baby. Dude, disc golf is so fun. For someone, and I think it's double as fun for me because you get to play the game of golf without having to be skilled to swing the club, right? I never got lessons with the clubs. I don't look bad when I go to golf. I can swing and not look like a total idiot. I can even hit a decent ball every once in a while. I'm an athlete, right? Um, But I'm never going to be competitive, even amongst my friends. I just haven't put in the time. And and to be quite honest, it just doesn't interest me um, as much. But with disc golf, which my brother picked up during COVID, um, and as as did my best friend from, from high school, and now I notice that both of them are playing, And Hey, if I want to hang out with them, maybe we can go do this as something to do together. You know, you get, you get yourself a a $40 uh, disc golf backpack that can hold 10 discs. Each disc is, you know, there's a little bit of an entry uh, level financial commitment. You might be looking at 150 to 200 bucks to have a bag and fill it with discs. But after that, man, 90% of courses are free to play. You walk up, you just start. Um, It's a little bit easier uh, less of an entry, both financially, but also physically. Um, it's a great way to get extra exercise and steps. And, uh, last week, Thursday and Friday, I played, uh, around a disc golf each afternoon this week. It's fucking hotter than hell out. So there's no way I'm going to play, but I think it's super important. Um, outside of the details of why I like disc golf, that could be another episode. Find your disc golf, whatever that may be. And 
spend time doing it. There was a time before the baby rolled around and maybe this comes back because I do, I will have a little extra time here as, um, as you know, time goes forward. There was a time where I would schedule out at least twice a week, um, 30 to 45 minutes of like video game time where I'd hop on and I'd play a game or two of Fortnite, or I'd hop on and I'd play an hour of Minecraft, um, stuff that I like to do. Right. But I don't really get to fit into my schedule anymore. And I think that when we spend time on our hobbies, it can be really, really good for our mental health. It, it, it lets us dip our toe into things that we really truly enjoy. And that is good enough for us. And then it kind of helps us steady ourselves when we actually have responsibilities, family, career stuff to work on. You're like, ah, but I, you know, I, I, I get to play Minecraft for an hour tomorrow or, you know, next week I get to go and play disc golf. Um, we need to balance our lives more. I'm huge about work-life balance, um, which is sort of a tricky term concept anyway. And, um, I think finding time, even if it has to be scheduled, like put into your daily calendar, I think it's really, uh, really important. Um, and the last one is walking now that the baby's at daycare and we were doing this during the summer as well. We'd take family walks, but, um, along with me tracking my calories and my weight and trying to gain weight and sort of alongside that playing games with my own uh, metabolism. Um, walking is, is so potent and important. And I think underestimated even from where I've said it was important before, uh, other factors have been at play, but over the last six weeks I've included walks back into my days and I've definitely, I've worked out a little bit more. The workouts have become more intense. The train, the working out has, has shifted back into dedicated training. So that has something to do with it. My diet has been cleaner. However, walking has been a major variable in me dropping body fat percentage and increasing my metabolic rate. Um, and I'm taking uh, you know, like a, a 45 minute walk every day. Uh, right before this, I took, I took a walk. It was 48 minutes long and I got in like 7,000 steps and I sweat my ass off cause it's hot out today, but that is an incredible way to like, not only get your steps for the day, 7,000 a day, at least eight would be better. 10 would be amazing, but it gives you time to listen to a podcast. You know, maybe maybe you can double time it with the thing I just told you about. Podcasts are a hobby as well. You can listen to a podcast while you get your walk in. You could even take work calls or do other stuff. Um, it's so underrated, and I think that, quite honestly, if you told me, "Hey, this person can never work out again, but they could walk," I think with walking as exercise every day and a proper diet. God damn, you can get pretty far. You can get 98% of the way there in being satisfactorily, not a word, uh, satisfact. I'm not going to try and say it. You can get your health to satisfactory by walking and eating right. Um, it, re it really is that effective. And uh, so go out, get some walks in. The summer heat is just blazing right now. But as we kind of cool down in here into fall, and then closer into the winter, um, very, very easy to go out and get a walk in 60, 70 degree weather. Um, and we're going to talk more about my BMR. I don't want to add it to this episode, which is now a half hour long, but, uh, 
long story short, I've increased my, my, my base metal bulk rate in a month's time by like five or 600 calories. And it's honestly absurd. We're just doing a science experiment on myself here. We're, we're continuing to go up. Um, so that'll be fun to kind of look at the numbers of that on one of these episodes here soon. But those five things, brain breaks, investing in yourself, right? Which for me has been performance PT, uh, dark chocolate or a little treat at the end of the day. Um, doing stuff you enjoy, finding time for hobbies, and then walking. Get your walks in. Hope uh, y'all have a fantastic week. If you have any episode topics that you'd like to hear on, by the way, send them over my way. Follow TKG Training on Instagram and Twitter, tylerkluver.com if you want to sign up for the TKG Training program. And uh, keep listening on Spotify. As always, appreciate you guys coming back each and every week. Till next time, peace.